Hello and welcome to the Attribution Marketing Podcast, where we help marketers, advertisers, and entrepreneurs get the most out of their marketing campaigns. In today's episode, we are discussing how to maximize your sales and marketing efforts, specifically on Amazon.com. We're joined today by Jeff Cohen, an Amazon expert and VP of marketing at Seller Labs. That's S-E-L-L-E-R-L-A-B-S.com. Seller Labs is a software and a service that helps marketers and advertisers with their success on Amazon. Jeff has a wealth of experience in entrepreneurship, marketing, advertising, and specifically how to crush it on that Amazon sales channel. So we are glad to have him. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great. Appreciate you having me on, Lucas. Break it down for us. Tell us about Amazon in general. Obviously, from the consumer side, everybody is aware of the website and uh, its effect on almost everything we do these days. But from an advertiser, from a marketing perspective, what makes that channel so much different from the rest? Yeah, appreciate that question. You know, Amazon has really come on the scene over the last uh, three or four years as they've expanded the amount of inventory available as well as the advertising types and advertising um, positions that brands can take to promote their products. The biggest difference between the Amazon marketing channel and a Google or such is that Amazon is directly interfaced in with the conversion that's occurring. And so you have a direct one-to-one relationship between a search term, the, the, the term typed into the search bar, the keyword, the keyword that you're advertising, the product that you're promoting, and the conversion that occurs. And so you have this really unique one-to-one identifier that within Google, you can still create that identifier, but Google loses whether the actual transaction's occurring. So Google isn't optimizing for transaction. Google is optimizing for for traffic to your website. Amazon is actually optimizing their ads specifically for the conversion that's occurring. I mean, it's it's such a luxury position to be in where you can control not only the ads, uh, but the conversion itself all in the same ecosystem. So what are some of those advantages, I think, from the from Amazon side of what they can provide to advertisers? But how, what are some of the uh, advantages from the advertiser side on how to get more out of that opportunity that Amazon provides them? Yeah, let's not go crazy, Lucas, and try to act like uh, Amazon gives you all the missing information that the other places don't give you either, right? They've got plenty of holes within their data as well. Um, I think every advertising has pros and cons, uh, but I think Amazon you know, is designed, if you think of it from a basic funnel perspective, if you go all the way down to the buying cycle, you can come in with what are called sponsored product ads, which are um, directly related. They're going to have the highest level of keyword search term and conversion. And then you kind of step up to sponsored brand ads, which is going to be more of promoting your overall brand, your overall product, your overall message. And then you can even step up further into what they call their display network, which is retargeting ads or 
advertising on the greater Amazon advertising network. The beauty of Amazon uh, and the way that our clients use Amazon advertising as a way to drive their business is that you can market off of two statistics that really drive bottom or bottom line profitability or top line sales. One is called a cost, which is the advertising cost of sale, where you can get a direct one-to-one -one relationship of the dollar being spent and the return on investment for that dollar. The other is an industry term called tacos, which is total cost of advertising sale. Um, it's, it's more widely used in the grand scheme of advertising of saying, how much money did I spend on advertising for the total sales that I drove? And so within Amazon, you're looking at this balance of using your advertising sales to drive organic placement because the algorithm for Amazon search, 90% uh, of traffic on Amazon is going through the search bar. And so you're trying to get people that are searching for variations of different search terms or keywords that you're targeting and you want better organic placement, the better organic placement you get, the higher organic conversion you get, what drives it ultimately is sales. And Amazon doesn't care if your sales are coming from organic sales or they're coming from paid sales. It's just sales in general. And Amazon uses a, a data wow. point called bestseller rating, which is what they use to rank within a category, one product, and their sales velocity versus another. You know, if you advertise on Google and you want to be on page one spot number four, okay, that's great. But no amount of payment to Google, uh, you know, so or so they say, is going to impact your organic ranking. But what you're saying is with Amazon, if you pay and you get your product uh, to, to rank higher in the paid section and that leads to sales, because sales is a factor in their organic rankings, you're going to boost your organic ranking simply by participating in their paid advertising. Is that accurate? That's accurate. Does that open up any any conflicts between advertisers or how can the small to medium guy compete if essentially it's a it's a pay to play environment? you know, how, how, how can those medium sized advertisers compete with somebody who just dumps all their budget into paid Amazon ads? Well, I think that that's just kind of part of the game on Amazon today. So one thing that Amazon does is Amazon does not allow their own brands to advertise, right? So you're not competing against Amazon and their own brands for advertising space. They do give their own brands some preferred placements, but they don't, <laughs> right. They, but their but their ads their brands are not competing against you for advertising space, which kind of makes sense. They they want you to pay for that. They don't want to take up that space. I'm going to be very clear here. What I'm sharing with you is my understanding of the Amazon algorithm. I don't have any like secret backdoor um, book that tells me how the Amazon algorithm works. I just have you know years of experience and years of meeting with different people who have worked on different components of Amazon that have been able to allow me to develop this. We also work with over a hundred Amazon brands managing millions of dollars. So we're able to see how these different triggers are able to drive different um, transactions and, and actions on the platform, right? They don't have anybody like Google that 
that comes out and says, this is what you need to do to make, you know, to get better ranking. Right. You got to go fix this. So you got to go get more backlinks. So you got to go clean up this. So with Amazon, right. there's a lot of trial and error and experimentation. But with that being said, what, what we have seen is that Amazon ultimately is looking, I mean, think about it from its most basic concept. If you, if you study Jeff Bezos and you study the, the culture of Amazon, what do they want? They want happy customers. That's, that's it. Right. Cut dry. Amazon wants happy customers. Right. So they want to be able to connect a search term to a, to a product detail page, to a purchase, to a review. And that's what we call the Amazon flywheel. And when that flywheel exists, Amazon is saying, hey, when you're looking for the term Apple, you really want an Apple watch or a pair of Apple AirPods or an Apple. You don't want to buy a bag of green apples. And so if you think about it from that really basic concept, how does Amazon's algorithm ultimately learn what do you want when you type in a term? How does it know that a car and an automobile are the same thing? It's trying to maximize customer satisfaction with the term that was being entered. And in the right. grand scheme of it, they don't care if that customer satisfaction comes from a paid ad or comes from an organic um, placement. They just want a happy customer, which is right. why when you launch a new campaign on Amazon, the first thing that you see is you see your impressions skyrocket. And you see your impressions skyrocket because Amazon's doing a whole bunch of testing to figure out what terms do people associate with your product. And, in, and if Amazon right. doesn't get a trigger that tells it that that term relates to a to a happy customer, i.e. a sale, then Amazon's going to stop showing you for that for that keyword. You're not presenting something that those that searching audience is interested in. They don't want to buy it. They don't want to review it. So, you know, it makes sense. And I think it's an interesting point you brought up about uh, Jeff Bezos. And if you, you know, watch the, the documentaries and the YouTube videos, he's basically said, you know, one of his tenants is being customer focused. And so it, it while uh, the competition uh, at the time, maybe it's, it's Barnes and Noble or whatever was trying to compete with online books, they were focused on what Amazon was doing, the competition was doing. And Jeff Bezos and, and the Amazon leadership team never gave up focusing only on the customer. And I think you're really every shareholder letter. It's not, it's not a yeah. focus. It's it's not a focus. It's an obsession. Look where that's taken them. And so one of the pieces that you brought up a few minutes back, I thought was interesting because we're, we are very focused on performance marketing here. And, and you brought up a key kind of missing link in the industry, which is that Google and Facebook, those ad networks are unfortunately not receiving the conversion events coming from Amazon, like 99% of the time. So I'm wondering, in your experience, have you ever seen anybody connect those dots uh, so that your your Instagram ad um, that you're, you're running about the t-shirt that you're selling, instead of it taking you to, say, a Shopify account, it takes you directly to Amazon, um, and you might get some sales there. But have you been able or seen other marketers uh, been able to connect those dots to tie back together the non-advertising 
non-Amazon advertising campaigns back to the Amazon sales that it generated. Yeah, so Amazon has some tools called Amazon Attribution that you get access to when you have a when you have a product called Brand Registry. It allows you to get some, but it's not going to allow you to get campaign level data. Um, to to you know, it's not going to be like like running a Google ad and you know if you're running a Google ad campaign and you tie it all into your to your e-commerce platform you can run back in Google Analytics and you can see exactly the campaign that drives the conversion, right? Either through the GLICD or, or, or through some tracking yep. and, and goal conversion you've put in place. You're not going to get to that. You're not going to get to that level. Um, I have seen some workarounds, but they're really difficult to do. And Amazon has, has quite frankly shut a lot of them down. Trying to use the Amazon Associate program is, is one way to uh to to track ad spend back into Amazon. Um yeah. you know, but Amazon's really kind of clamped down on that and and it's against technically it's against their terms of service. Right. Um, a lot of people, a lot of our sellers who who would like to use their Facebook or Instagram traffic and drive it to Amazon, typically what they'll do is they'll put some type of wall up um on Facebook that offers a coupon and then right. um and then they'll look for coupon redemption as their way of kind of saying what was the conversion of the ad but it's not sure. going to tie back into like your Facebook advertising in any way that's going to allow you to do uh the actual optimization you know and and tie right. in all of the the goal conversion and numbers but don't but don't you think that that is you know uh, somewhat problematic or eventually will be resolved. I mean, if you think back to say radio or TV, it used to be, all right, you know, let's run the Super Bowl commercial and, and cross your fingers, but we're never really going to know if uh, that ad, you know, directly led to more sales of Mountain Dew across our gas station, you know, distribution partners. That's ultimately where I think our clients use total cost of advertising, right? The total advertising cost of right. sale. Right. Because that's where I can look at it and say, I spent this much on Facebook and this much on Google and this much on advertising and my total sales were were why? What do I want my cost of advertising to be? Right. Right. And so that's that's ultimately how much is marketing driving into the profitability of your product? And so it's it's interesting because we have clients who look at it on a one to one basis on Amazon and they and they'll they'll pay. 40 50 60 percent of the product price to drive a sale but yeah because of the organic to add ratio it still only becomes two or three or five percent of the total cost of sales to drive right. a sale and so that's why you really have to look at multiple metrics and you can't just look at things in a single metric um and quite sure. honest like that's why you know we developed a software back in 2016 for amazon sellers and um, the first thing that happened when we rolled our software out was that Amazon sellers came to us and said, your software is great, but can you run these for me? Um, yes. And, you know, I mean, you guys are the you guys are the kings of it. Like you understand that attribution based marketing is one of the hardest things to do to, to, yeah. to truly tie in the attribution of of what action is driving the transaction is really hard to do. And when you start getting into these walled environments, 
it becomes harder and harder to do. Um, and I think the challenge for brands today, tomorrow, and into the future is that brands have to put their products where people want to buy them. And right. each of these different environments are going to have their own little mechanisms for, for pulling levers and driving transactions. And so you have to look at the profitability of the channel to determine yep. where it's best to put your energy. Because what you might find is that your energy is best putting products for sale in Facebook and tying Facebook into your e-commerce platform so yeah. that you just have Facebook as a transactional point and your e-commerce warehouse is just shipping the product out like it came through your website. And sure. so I think the days of yesteryear of I want everybody to come back to my site and be a, a client of mine are moving right. away and they're right. now moving towards I want the client to buy the product wherever they're comfortable, but I need to be able to manage the different channels, the different products, the different costs to figure out which one is the most effective and impactful for my business. You end up realizing that the consumer in certain products industries, they don't really care as much about the brand, right? They don't want to give up their credit card to Lucas's uh, and then deal with our customer service and our shipping and our slow loading times. When if that same widgets found over there on Amazon, it, it might as well be an Amazon product because they trust Amazon when it's on that domain and, and it has their, uh, you know, information saved and Amazon says it's 4.8 stars, then they know it's legitimate. So I think it's a, a very valid point that people uh, want to shop where they're already comfortable shopping. And unfortunately, for, for people who make products or advertise them, you need to, to get over that kind of control of the transaction and, and let it go. That being said, you know, it's, it seems that Amazon, you know, I can't say they're leaving money on the table because they're obviously doing just fine. But I have had many conversations where people are ready and willing to portion off a, a chunk of their budget um, to drive people to that Amazon sales channel. But they're weary of doing it because, you know, that's 10% of their universe, not 100%. And I think some of the recommendations and things you're unpacking here are are great, like pure Amazon place. But I think what I'm trying to pull out of you is, is, is there a, is there a, a way or a mechanism to, you know, have a portion of your budget on Amazon, a portion on your Facebook page, a portion on Google, and as a true multi-touch attribution environment, tie it all together? Have you ever seen it done? Or do you think it's coming in the future? I've never seen it done. I think you guys could answer better of whether it's coming. Right. <laughs> do I think it's coming in the future? It has to be. I, I mean, there's one side of it that says it has to be, but there's the other side of it that says that we're in a new ballpark. We're in a new, we're playing a new game, right? We're playing, yeah. we're playing an old game in a new way. And we're yeah. playing, we're playing with, with very dominant players who can tell us for lack of a better term to go F off before, before everybody had to kind of play nice, but like now you've got five dominant players 
yep. who don't have to play nice with each other because Facebook would love to know what Amazon's doing and Amazon would love to know what Facebook's doing. The last thing they want to do is share information with each other, I guess, you know, above board, right? Because there's there's rumors of it being shared um, below oh. board. And ultimately, I do believe as an advertiser, you have to be able, you have, I don't know how you'll get cross attribution marketing. I think that you'll have to infer some of it. Um, yeah. and, and Amazon has started to open up some of those gates. I can't speak to the other channels. It's just not, they're not my forte, but Amazon yep. has started to open those up. Um, but they've opened them up in a very controlled manner, meaning that they give you data specific to what's called your Amazon stores page, which means right. that, which means that that's the only page you can present and represent. Um, and if you're not, if that's not the page you're promoting and you're promoting them directly to a product detail page or something else, you lose all the data. So right. uh, there are ways, there are best practices you could follow that would get you the maximum amount of data to start drawing those conclusions. Yeah. Um, but some of it's, some of it, you know, like let's go back to like what works, which is sometimes our gut also works too. <laughs> and, and if you're right. running and if, and if you're tracking, if you're tracking something like your session data, which is essentially your, your page visits yeah. on Amazon and you're tracking your sales and then you run a Facebook campaign and your session data goes up, but your sales don't go up, then your campaign's right. not working. And, right. you know, and, and that doesn't help when you try to launch 10 different campaigns at one time, it doesn't take anything to scale, but right. You know, there are some leading indicators that can start to give you the impression of whether something is working or, or not. We're having those conversations now-ish. It's not that black and white because people will still splash money on Amazon because they just have to. Right. It's, it's on its own island. You almost have to have your own meeting with your own reports because it truly is a, a very walled garden. So, you know, I think there's a few things that we've seen done, and I think it can get you, you know, close. I think your example of looking at session data, if you launch a new traffic source and you see sessions go up and sales go up, you're onto something. If sessions go up and sales are flat, you know it's probably not working. We've actually worked with companies where, and I'm sure you've seen this, Amazon sends out that uh, thank you email. If you configure it, you can say, come yeah. leave me a review. So in little metrics like that, what Leads or X is able to do, and you can set up something along the lines of, okay, someone clicks on your Instagram ad, they go to that intermediate page, they either get the coupon or not, that's fine, but advertisers can then track that device. They leave, they go over to Amazon, 20 minutes goes by, something happens, they buy something. A week later, that review email goes out. If you can get somebody to click on that, you can end up finding out, well, these are all, the only people that click on that are converted people. And so then if you know going into Amazon that it was Sally at Gmail, and then a week later you get your conversion script to fire again because Sally at Gmail clicked on that link, now you're at least getting some layer of data on a subset of that population. If you do that at scale, you can kind of apply it to everything else. So it's like people are creeping in there uh, eventually I feel I like crack the code. I think that Amazon advertising has been around for a long time, right? But truly it really has only hit its stride in the last two years and right. Amazon and Amazon advertising 
in terms of the complexity gets more and more complex every few months as they start adding more and more ad types, more and more bid types, more and more accelerators to the system. And, right. and it's getting, it's a, it's, it's, I mean, obviously Amazon is racing to grab dollars and it's requiring people to be more and more experts on actually how to manage ads on Amazon. You know, back in 2016, it was really simple and it was really cheap. But that was the same for Google back in 2000, right? Um, right. And so today, to be successful requires you to, to pull more level levers and and be a, a be looking at what's happening and being able to understand it in a greater way. And as Amazon gets more sophisticated, Amazon is going to have to share more data because that's what's going to make advertisers more successful. So you're right. Um, Amazon wants the consumer to be happy with what they're getting, and and that algorithm will never change. That's a core function of their business. But at the same time, as they start to look at advertisers as a customer of their business, they're slowly creeping and giving a little bit more and a little bit more data than what they were giving before because they know right. that to draw the conclusions of the things that are occurring, they need to put more effort and time into things. I think that's that's well said. I want to leave you with one one question here, final sign off. So to all the guys that are out there listening, what is your uh, maybe recommended one, two, three uh, Amazon for dummies to get started? I know a lot of people are are considering or already have started bringing Amazon in as yet another advertising network and and a very obviously critical sales channel. So what's the what's the secret sauce from you and how can they work with you and seller labs to to get more out of that as well if they do go down that path yeah well i mean a lot of people on this are you know if if advert if amazon advertising is not your forte but it's something that you you find yourself needing to get into we have a managed services group that works with both brands and agencies to you know, provide the Amazon strategy and day-to-day -day management where we can manage the accounts on your behalf. Um, if you're looking for software to kind of scale up your Amazon advertising, we have software that can help you uh, scale your advertising. Um, you know, I would also say that I don't, it's easy for me to say, because I've been doing this for a while, but I don't believe that Amazon advertising is rocket science but I do believe that it requires a, a keen understanding of the, the levers and the different types of levers that Amazon has compared to the other channels because advertising on Amazon is not like Google and it's not like Facebook and Google and Facebook aren't the same. And when you jump into LinkedIn, it's not the same. And so just think about that each channel needs to be learned and mastered in its own particular manner. Um, we've got a ton of information and content on YouTube or, or on my LinkedIn um, profile that can help you get started on Amazon and, and learn more um, about it. Um, or, you know, happy to have you reach out to me directly on LinkedIn and, and, and have a conversation. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us. I really appreciate you unpacking the intricacies of Amazon for all you guys that are out there listening, please check out some of the links in the description over to Seller Labs where you can get in touch with Jeff. 
And if you guys have any questions on the topics today, you can always reach out to us. Please go ahead and check out sellerlabs.com, S-E-L-L-E-R-L-A-B-S.com. If you're looking to get into Amazon or looking to get more out of your existing Amazon sales and marketing, that's it from our end. Thank you for listening. This is the Attribution Marketing Podcast, signing off.